0: From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. This is part two of Teaching Children Snow Sports, the new children's manual, with Mark Aiken and Kevin Jordan. Mark, Kevin, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us again.
1: Yeah, thanks, George. Thanks very Yeah, it's uh, exciting and an honor to be here with you,
0: George. You know, the feeling is totally mutual. I love chatting with you guys. I can't believe the work that you put into this. And just want to go over a few things about it before we get into part two. But I, this is a manual that's really going to give you the tools to become a great children's instructor. Uh, and one thing I noticed in in the write-up about teaching children snow sports is that you're really using all types of equipment. There's alpine, cross-country, snowboard, and telemark. Uh, I mean, how did you do this in like 250 pages? Kevin.
2: <laughs> um. Well, then, definitely not an easy feat. But I think the thing to think of it about it is that the teaching children snow sports is really, you know, a manual or resource that complements other resources out there too. So, uh, for example, like I mainly spend most of my time in the Alpine realm. Well, you know, the Alpine technical manual plus teaching snow sports, plus teaching children snow sports, like that's gonna be my kind of go to um, you know, references and resources. So what we did is we put a lot of examples and used examples in the manual to help kind of illustrate or bring to life the different disciplines. But what we really realized and Mark and I totally speak about it as well is every single discipline specific you know chapter or uh, kind of s- subtitle had essentially the same, like the same thing when it came to things like movement analysis. So what we really tried to focus on was, uh, you know, just let's just focus on kids. Let's look at the series. Let's ask that question. You know, what makes a really great children's instructor? And then let's give some tools to kind of show the application about how this may work in, in real life. And then you can rely on some of the other resources to help fill in a little bit of those gaps, but at the same token, uh, not have to go into, you know, full-on dissertations for each uh, discipline.
0: So, Mark, it almost sounds like Kevin is saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, but this is really much more about who you're teaching, the child, rather than what you're sliding on.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, I think it focuses sort of on like the teaching skills and the people skills. And there is a chapter on technical skills where we do get into some, uh, some um, uh, discipline-specific stuff, but... You know those other kind of um, issues that come up um, with kids are the same regardless of discipline. The other thing that I would point out, you had the original question was like how did we do it? And the answer is we didn't do it alone. When we had questions about telemark or cross country or snowboard that were exactly our areas of expertise, we brought in others. There were so many other people involved that um, helped us uh, you know complete the picture. in in, in those
0: areas so this is going to be available for members in the very near future and psia has really got a pretty special uh promotion going on it the digital version is actually free to psia asi members print version is uh 34.95 which considering all the work that's gone into this that is a deal yeah no we're
2: um we're excited for it to, to come out and uh you know, one of the things that I'd recommend to all the listeners out there is, you know, like when you get the digital one on your device, or if you if you like to print, you know, better uh, flip through it and look at that acknowledgement uh, acknowledgements page. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that, see how many names are actually in there. There's so many heavy mm-hmm. hitters and passionate people uh, that really helped bring this to life. Um, all Mark and I really did was just kind of organize it. A couple times and really, really think through like <laughs> what's really important, you know, because one of the challenges with manuals is you get passionate people to write so many different things and everybody wants their stuff to be included, which is totally true and accurate. And, but one of the things you have to make some hard decisions as to, well, how are you going to represent that or why is that? important so we kept coming back to that outcome of you know what makes really great children's instructor and that helped guide us uh, a bit and also the the learning connection to really help to frame it with people skills teaching skills technical skills uh and then you know really rethink you know how are we evolving children's instruction uh versus you know the third edition of of a kid's manual right so we really asked the question well what what could be different, or how are we doing things uh, differently? What's going on out there, and and how is that going to help someone who wants to teach kids?
0: Now, Mark, I believe this is really the first children's manual, first edition of the children's manual, uh, but teaching children snow sports really gets into the learning connection, and how does that apply to teaching kids?
1: Well, I think that the way we approach it, first off, the learning connection was just a great uh, thing to organize this kid's manual around. And, you know, the people skills we looked at as like the who, who you who we're teaching. The teaching skills are how you teach them. And the technical skills are what you're teaching them. And, uh, and then at every
0: step of the way, we just said, okay, how does this apply to kids? And, um, and there's your manual. And, again, I'm looking at a, a promo for teaching children snow sports. Uh, but, you know, the the Children's Alpine Teaching Handbook, Children's Ski and Snowboard Movement Guide, are, are these good uh, supplementary materials to have with teaching children snow sports? Kevin. Yeah,
2: George, I mean, absolutely. It's, um, it's one of those things where, like, all the resources and all the <clears throat> kind of the references is really good to have. There, there is a ton of information. So the, the challenge was... How do you make it uh, readable, <laughs> and how do you make it digestible? Um, but also, like, pique people's interest to, so they could find out more. You know, I think um, you know I've had some experience with the freestyle manual, and I think one of the things I learned through that process was it's very easy to bring or want to include every single thing in there because it's, it's a manual. It's going to be in print. It's going to stand the test of time for a number of years until we get an opportunity to to rewrite it. You know, and so I think any of those other, you know, resources um, are definitely uh, awesome to have. But at the same token, I, I know some might be in the works to kind of get in, uh, revamped as well. And to to Mark's earlier point, you know, I think a lot of times we in the association are very uh, technical focused. I mean, it's probably easier to write the Alpine manual first versus the teaching snow sports manual. <laughs> so in the order of how things came out. You know, the teaching snow sports was kind of this culmination of the learning connection, and that you know really embodied uh, what we do. One of the things that I've always thought is, I wonder if we had written that, or um, if like Ellen and, and Rob and all the tremendous amount of mm. uh, people who contributed wrote that first, how that would have influenced some of those other resources, like an alpine technical manual, snowboard manual. There's aspects of there of that in there already because the learning connection was coming uh to fruition but it's one of those things where where in, in my opinion I, I i didn't actually write the teaching the manual, but i would think that was probably a lot harder <laughs> than writing an alpine technical manual where it's like well here's what your skis do and this is what you're trying to do and <laughs> those kind of things but with that said any kind of manual is, is a challenge and it's hard hard to write um so it's definitely something to to think about and realize, there's a whole village, even maybe a city, of people <laughs> that are behind mm-hmm. every single resource, like a manual, like a study guide, like a performance guide. And there's all these task forces that have so many passionate people, and a lot of them are volunteering their time. They're just they're writing a chapter, they're writing, uh, you know, some guidelines, things like that, and then they're just submitting them. And in the process information it gets a lot better it gets a lot clearer and look at the fact this fall we just had some new national standards uh, come out but in all the disciplines the learning connection is very much interwoven of hey we're going to assess you on people skills and teaching skills and technical skills <laughs> and that's really what we do. so I think it's it's a cool process and a cool evolution but I just wanted to throw that out there of, to really think through how the process got us to where
0: we all are today with PSA resources. And Mark, I would like to ask you, what makes a great children's instructor? I have never thought of myself as a great children's instructor. I enjoy working with kids, but I also find a lot of times getting a, a group of four-year-old first-timers to be intimidating.
1: Yeah a great question and um, on the front end of writing the manual we sort of said what are we trying to do with the manual and we decided that when you're done you should have a good idea of the answer to that question what makes a great children's instructor and so we actually went out um and asked many many legends and icons of our uh profession that same question and like i think that um you know, obviously, Great kids pros have strong people skills which relate to kids. They have strong teaching skills. They know what to teach kids and how to teach them. And strong technical skills. But the true answer is that like great kids instructors take so many different forms. They have so many different styles and approaches. So there are some common threads. And I think that um, you know like those skills we just talked about the learning connection model, like knowledge of the cat model, um, the understanding that learning is a cycle. Kids learn through play. Like, all those uh, common threads are present, but in the end, like, uh, all these great kids instructors bring so many unique uh, styles and approaches. It can take a lot of different shapes. Um, When I was asked the question, for me personally, I said engagement. Um, A great kids instructor uh, can keep kids engaged and keep them wanting to have fun with you and learn with
0: you. You know, i found as I've aged and... uh I mean, I love teaching. This is just, I think, the greatest job on the planet. But when I'm uh, out supervising in the yard, it it's very easy for me to step in and connect with a child who's maybe not having a a great time in the lesson. They're having some difficulties, and really get them redirected and calmed down. But then I can give them back to the instructor, and it's it's really not my responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, George, I, I totally
2: understand what you mean. I think that's like actually a good, good utilization of um, some people. If you think about it, it's more like a team out there sometimes, especially in like the beginner area where um, you know jumping in to help out a kid is is totally, totally doable you know i think it's like it's kind of welcome as well and uh the only downside is maybe that kid makes a huge connection with you and then wants to stay with you so let do uh giving back to his or her you know pro they they kind of have that you know moment of well wait a minute i was having more fun with you <laughs> so um, yeah you have to be a little careful but I, I think it's one of those things where it's definitely you know you want to yeah, everybody wants to help uh students succeed and that's something that just, you just me think of, George, you know, that it's it's not only, like, the, the kids themselves, but there's also another pretty important aspect, especially with teaching children, uh, you know, the parents or the guardian or whoever's kind of brought them to the snow that day. And uh, it's, it's really about managing some expectations. You know, they may think their their daughter's going to be the next Michaela Schifrin and it's day one, and, you know, they haven't really left the magic carpet.
1: <laughs> so... I think, too, uh, you know, it's called the learning connection, and, George, if you're making connections with kids, you're probably a great kids pro, and, you know, I think, you know, connecting with the parents, connecting with the kids on their level, and, uh, you know, creating some engagement, um, that right there um, is sort of like one of the fundamentals of being a great kids pro
0: so you know one of the i when i think of great kids instructors i think of stacy garish linda garrett i mean they're just incredible with kids it's almost like magic how how did you make this connection with people to really flesh out what skills we need to develop to become great kids instructors
2: well yeah george that's 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 a great question because you know in terms of connection and we've talked about learning connection and we talked about great um you know, ski pros and more pros that teach kids. And one of the things that Mark and I did is people ask us a lot about the process. You know, we created an outline, which was kind of based off the learning connection. And this is like the first time. You know, Mark and I have actually never met in person, but we spent a ton of time on Zoom, on Facetime, on phone calls, on text. Um, it's one of those things that we actually created a connection. And so just by writing an outline, that didn't really give us much of a connection. We kind of saw each other's thoughts of how we organize stuff and could kind of see a little bit of a writing sample. But the thing that's awesome about Mark is he's a really good interviewer. I mean, every single time we talk, and normally it's like after our kids are in bed, and he's on the East Coast, so it's super late for him, and it's reasonable for me. Um, but like, what we'll do is before we get to like some of the business, i will actually ask, like, how was your day? Uh, and things like that, and we'll get into this conversation, and then we kind of get to work. So one of the first things we did as a team is Mark is a freelance writer, and he interviews a lot of people to get a lot of content for his pieces. And one of the people that he actually interviewed, who was an amazing kids instructor uh, who was based here in Snowmass, was Angus Graham. And so some listeners might, might know him. He was actually he, – he passed away in a car accident I think it was like 2016, the summer of 2016. And uh, he, Mark had this interview uh, that he had on, you know, that he just had been sitting there for for years. He didn't know what to do with it. And so he shared it with me and I listened to it. And the crazy thing was Angus actually spoke about me to to the end of it and kind of mentioned me, which was just a a crazy experience. And me being based at Somerset, I had access to, Kind of look up angus's parents and we actually sent the interview to him and that was really the first thing that mark and i kind of did as a, as a team and all of a sudden we got you a know, response back from his mom and they were so grateful that we had shared this and it really was a cool incredible experience that really set us up for success and kind of set the tone of okay we kind of got each other's you know back we're going to help each other we're going to make sure that Uh, everybody who's inputted and and contributed stuff like we are going to honor them and make it as great as possible and we're going to hold each other you know accountable
0: last question for each of you I'd, i'd love for you both to pitch in on this but mark let's start with you when someone reads this book what is really the one two things that you want them to get out of it and kevin you'll go next
1: I hope that uh, we really wanted it to be readable. We wanted it uh, to be a book where someone could read it cover to cover, um, and uh, and it not to be too much like a manual, so they would want to read it cover to cover, or that they could just sort of like cherry pick and you know go in here, and there, and just find valuable stuff that you know has all the series, but also has a lot of um, stuff that's... Practical for your next lesson on the hill. The other thing that we uh, um, we really worked hard at was, um, you know, in case you can't see me over the podcast waves, I'm a white male, and uh, and I know I speak for Kevin and myself and everyone that was involved in making this thing. That you know, we take seriously that you know, smoke more so for everyone, regardless of gender, skin color, ethnicity, religion, orientation, all that. And uh, we were really careful to select photos, and the book has lots. pictures so um, for listeners lots of photos and uh, I think the pictures represent a a range of people and uh, you know we really
0: um, took that piece of it seriously. Kevin? Um,
2: Those sports are for everyone. (laughs) Yeah I'd I'd agree with Mark. I think the other thing is you know um, if you look back in some of the historical there was some children's manuals that were first and second editions and as we were in the process, the thing that I really want readers to get out of it is, like, how is children's instruction evolving? Like, how are we questioning? And how are we getting better? Because in essence, that's what we're trying to do. So you'll see in this manual, some of the theories that have been in there, not only list theories, but it also has a little bit of an update to help the reader kind of think critically of, well, so how would I, how would I use that? How would I apply that? Because I think. That's the crazy thing about kids. Like, there's so much theory, and we've taken a lot from academia that, you know, when it comes to application, it's like, well, wait a minute, this eight year old should be doing X, Y, and Z, but they're kind of acting like a four year old. Well, they might have gotten in at two o'clock in the morning. They might have eaten goldfish for breakfast because they didn't have time to go to the store. So, if you think through questions of, you know, what questions can I ask to get more information? What more information do I need? That's really a sign of a, of a great children's instructor. It's kind of going after some of that. Stuff. So I really hope that they just kind of think critically and also really ask that question of, like uh, what makes a great children's instructor? but what, how is children's instruction evolving? How are we pushing it forward? How are we kind of moving the needle? Um, you know, versus doing the same progression that I do for every single
0: five-year-old. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of our hope. Again, Teaching children Snow Sports, going to be available on digital, which will be free to the membership, also going to be available on print, 3495. Uh, Mark Aiken, Kevin Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, and thank you so much for all the work that you put in compiling the Teaching Children's Snow Sports manual.
1: Yeah,
2: thanks, George. Hey, George, can I add one more thing? Um, of course, there's always so many people to thank, but one of the shout-outs we definitely wanted to give was Wendy Shrup, who I mm-hmm. believe is executive editor you know, at PSA, ASI, and um, behind every great writer, and I know Mark would agree with me, is an uh, even better editor. And Wendy, you know, she made stuff that Mark and I wrote and all the other contributors wrote, so much better that um a, a large part of the credit needs to be shared uh with her and there are also some video aspects just trying to bring the content to life and Vinny or er, vinnie ergo has been uh pretty much a genius when it comes to making some of these videos uh, so we just wanted to make sure we got we got those in there great points kevin uh the video just wouldn't be the manual without
0: their efforts for sure so, yeah thanks for mentioning them. and thanks for us, mark aiken kevin jordan thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us on first chair from the psia asi studios in lakewood colorado i'm george thomas